It's Friday. And you're listening to Sorry Married and Entrepreneur, a podcast about what it takes to be in a relationship with that eternal optimist who spread thinner than melted butter on hot toast. Yes, they're crazy. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Life's an adventure and they're the magic ingredient. So how do you embrace your spouse and enjoy the ride? We share what it's taken to keep our relationship just as much a priority as our business ventures. The strategies we crafted and curated to manage the stress. The inevitable conflict, differences of opinions. And facing our fears together. Grab a beer. We sure will and enjoy the show. Unbelievable, Maya. Stop it. Stop being so upset. I found clay. In the carpet. Pick it up. Again. It's fine. It's recording, by the way. Oh, see? Then people know how upset you get. Because of the clay. You'd have gotten upset too. Especially if it got all smushed in. No? Maybe. If it was like the other carpet we had white yeah well who does white carpet like in more if you're gonna rent a place it's ridiculous. ridiculous and whatever you do do not let your kids play with crayons at the small little <laughs> wall floor heaters <laughs> that was well ridiculous. How, you never know how they can escape with crayons and put them and more when they're like one they like to put things away and store things in Oh, look, they just disappear in that little hole. Bloop. Yes, they did they disappear. And then they revealed themselves <laughs> at the bottom after they got too hot and melted. So how was your week, Maya? It's been a minute. <sighs> My week, I had everything last week. I had allergy crazy allergy or cold it's uncertain i think it was an allergy yeah you kind of got hit hard by that yeah took uh, you right out yeah for a full day and then my arm is still a little sore so i've been taking it easier in my on my arm but like I, I said that I am taking it easier, not really, because I like to work a little bit. Well, you got taken right out. Share a little bit about what happened. You, you, there was something that's going on with your arm. Have you ever experienced something like that before? Mm -mm. What is it that happened? Well, I've been working a lot social media, editing videos, painting, uh, writing, doing some classes, and it's been zero rest for myself, like whatever. Even though I could sit for hours and do nothing, maybe like I watch some Netflix, you know, but then that doesn't really help me because you're still on. Yeah, I might like I feel that it's a little bit of the mental tiring plus the physical tire and how do you say it? Tiring. Sure. Tiring. Or um, tiredness. So it's 
the two of them just going, wow, you need to stop now. Yeah, you literally hit a wall and you couldn't even move your arm. Yeah. And still some like very sore. But with the with the things that we got for the braces, mm -hmm. some of the the not doing anything helps and the stretches. So Maya's been practicing the art of doing nothing over the weekend. Attempting to practice the art of doing nothing. Plus it was Thanksgiving and I am the cook. And so David had to take over that. And I am not a cook. <laughs> but I enjoyed that, um, actually. The, the process of cooking the turkey. And I'm, I'm a good co-support. Like I couldn't run the show on my own it would be a doordash type scenario or homemade noodles oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that wouldn't be good but i'm there putting whatever it needs to be done and telling you what's next and how to do the next thing so that was a good like always team work and how we work yeah. tell me about your latest painting Oh man. And, uh, and the, the lovely dynamic that showed up when you're like, so I'm done my piece. <laughs> well, there's, there's few things there. So the furry, very, very furry, crazy hair dogs are not my forte. And it's very difficult when you get a picture where you cannot see the detail and it's just this black. Yeah. It's just ink. On yeah. The page. And on the page, on the screen, it's just black. And you're like, is that a hair? How do I like do, is it go, it goes from light, dark, light. And how do you make that conver conversion? I'm like, I liked, and I, I was very excited that I finished my painting because I really have to put that painting out. Like I need to. You've got a few on roster you, yeah. in the lineup you got to get through. Because my arm and because whatever is fused and I haven't done those paintings. And so this one I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it done. And I did it. I posted it. Got lots of attention. And there was, I knew that there's, you know, some tweaking I could do. But it was good enough. Mm -hmm. just to get it out of the door and right and this was already take one of two right take because you've done one already yeah the, the very first one i yeah you're exploring and so you'd already done a second version yeah and you had it that you were like done done but that wasn't the case because david came to criticize it <laughs> That's what I do, people. I criticize others. What really happened? Well, thinking that it's your creative and artistic side, to just giving critique, really, to what you think could be better and that you know that I can do that better. But ego, Maya, or Maya, the pride just got, like, what i am the artist what do you know you've never painted with watercolor you've no idea what it takes to put all the layers and like really get it to i want to see you to get to the point that i got 
-hmm. And then I come and say, you can do better, do it again. And it's letting all that go. Well, before you, before you get there, there is a, an objective that you are exploring, right? As an artist that you are aspiring for. Yeah. An artist that pushes herself beyond what she knows she's capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and this was one of those. It's like, okay, yeah, it's fine. I did it. It's good enough. Client will be happy with it. And in a few months or I will look back to that painting and it'll be like, why did you give that painting away? And it's in my Instagram. It's fine. It's about the process. It is about the process. And you're right. It, it was a good painting. And it is a certain type of dog that consistently when it shows up, I'm like on the sidelines going, oh boy, <laughs> here we go. There's another one kind of like the other one. And it is, it is that. It's just an area the of growth. Bernie, Bernice, something yeah, they're like the border collie or yeah. they've got a very specific type of flair to the hair and a, and a certain type of flow and texture that you haven't quite figured out how to grab it with a watercolor. But also it's that part of having a really good picture oh, and every totally. single dog that I got from that, the pictures are horrible. Super blurry. Usually it's dogs that passed away. so. You can't take a photo. Yeah, that's a challenge, and uh, and and that's the opportunity too, right? From from my perspective, not I've dabbled in watercolor a couple times. I don't have the proficiency that you do by any stretch, uh, and I am an artist. Like I've been there and I've done that for years, and I'm just not doing it in that way right now. And so I understand the process that you have to go through to go from good to great, right? The the commitment, the the repeat and and the practice. Yeah. What you should do is get some high resolution pictures of that style of dog and just practice it. You know what's the funny part? That I think that there's some of those dogs that I have painted before that now I see them and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is this? <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't even look like, well, it does like look like the, like a dog, but for the standards that you start growing to and people still buying those past ones that they see them and they can relate their dog with that other. It's pretty magical. It is just to get there. And because if when you perfect and you, you keep doing and mastering the craft, it's just it's better appreciated and people get connected better to, to the paintings. It makes me grow. Totally. Salute to growing. <laughs> yeah. Right now, there's a new one. The grind. Super wrinkly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to you, how you're going to translate that. And also, it's not watercolor. Oh, that's right. It's an acrylic piece. It's an acrylic piece. You yeah. like acrylic. It's all good. You always have this, and everybody does. If I'm writing something, starting from scratch, it's like a blank piece of paper, or even doing some of that identity work, right, with, with a client, and I look at the blank canvas, and I'm like, oh, what am I, where am I gonna even start? What do I, what do, I do first? Where, what if I screw it up? And I haven't even put anything on paper yet. Yeah. We all go through that process. Yeah, it's, it's the process to get into the flow, to, to get, get into the flow, yes. And it, 
it just turns over, doesn't it? There's just this moment where if somebody were to be looking at it from the outside, it's like you, you just know exactly what's going on and what you're doing here and why there and over here and over there and, yeah, and organized chaos. It's funny because now that like people see, even though I share my, my process on how do I paint my dogs or any painting, um, they see that I start painting, I paint it, I put it in a frame, take a picture of it, and it's done. At its highest level, that is what you do. Yeah. Totally. But like with these dogs, let's say if I would do a full-on process of like, this is what I painted first, didn't work for me. This is what I painted second, didn't work for me. And like every time I, like I stop because this dog has been in the works for a few days now. And like I'm stopping, letting that be, and coming back, and it's like okay, uh, and that part to get started again. Totally, it's the same thing, same energy, because you're building momentum from a from a stationary position. We're always going through that process, and you having the repetitive stress on your arm is an indicator of you not honoring that because you could just keep going and going and going. Yeah, well, I was going to bed at 2, 3 a.m. where I should have been like sleeping and waking up early and doing my exercise, stretching, yoga, whatever. And no, but I like I get my energy at night and that is like, woo, I got my... Yeah, you're tapped. You're ready. Yeah. And, and so I haven't been... I think that's the part where... where I have this story that I, I have never been disciplined or have habits form and that I'm not that type of person. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is not a type of person. It is not. To just build the thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, now I can, like, without alarm, I can get up at 8. Like, my eyes just, or a bit before that, I started moving around, stretching around. Before, I would go all the way to, I don't know. Until, 11, until something woke you up. Yeah. Yeah, we all need that structure and creating habits to to be able to keep doing what we love doing. Otherwise, we just break and not do the thing that we want to do a hundred percent. It's just like, uh, I'm breaking slowly. My week was one of just feeling gassed out. I just tapped out. Uh, not not doing a lot of things, but really seeing the point of it. And I, we all get into this state. I, I I understand that, but in the moment, it's like the whole world is over. Just happening to you. Yeah, it's just happening to me. Nobody nobody understands what's going on right now, and I just have no more left. Would be the story. And then I have a conversation with my guys uh, um, Monday morning, and oh, lo and behold. They're all kind of grappling with this, this feeling of like heaviness, or you gotta, gotta lug it behind you. And Aaron said it so well. There is no stopping. You can't just give up. It, it still needs to be done. Who's gonna do it otherwise? What are what are you gonna do then if not that? And I'm paraphrasing like like crazy, but the, Aaron's got this this great way of saying things. The guy should be a comedian. And uh, yeah, it was just a really great reminder that I, yeah, I'm gassed for sure. 
I'm feeling like I don't have anything left to, to give and I'm not done. And it's kind of like, did you ever read David Goggins book? No, you just told me he was. It's pretty intense. Definitely. Yeah. I highly recommend it. And he talks about his marathon. I mean, he's the extreme to it. I don't think there are many people like him in the world where he would literally be running a marathon and feeling the skin fall off of his feet as he's continuing to go basically shat himself and like just losing bodily function and he's still going he like lost all the toenails and like it's just crazy how much he will push through that that moment of feeling like i'm gassed i'm done and yeah he finishes the marathon and then he'll do it again because it's all a mind game is is really what it comes down to it's not real i mean it is real and he's an extreme case but in my case it is a manufactured weight right like it's it's something that i've created because of the circumstances and, and the environment that I'm, I'm trying to figure out and there's something for me to do to to combat the feeling like i'm i'm done and can't pursue but it's not that like it's not so literal like i feel like i got nothing left well, and I also feel that it's added because you've been helping me so much. I can, like, I usually, if if I can, I'll do the kitchen or I help with, and right now I can't. And I feel that you've been just picking up mm. everything else. So it's like, yes, we did Thanksgiving and you clean the house and you tell the kids and you clean up here and there. And there's my account, like, going with the other arm picking <laughs> two things. One arm Maya. So yeah, I bet you're like feeling that you're running out of current state, not not so much. I mean, that was definitely an issue last week. I was having that, I was experiencing that. I, there's a clarity that I'm getting with the work I'm doing with hook and ladder and and how the support it's it's a support actually. Whereas normally I'd be the one to try and figure out how am I gonna how am I gonna market and generate business for the thing that I do for people and and but I'm the only one in that strategy session. Me, the pessimist me, the optimistic me, the cynical me, the one who thinks everything's falling apart. So that's my my strategy cohort. <laughs> We're not very effective. And, but that's how it's been for so long. And to have somebody now externally bring that support. I think it was a, a really good strategy you guys did, like coming together and each of you understanding what you guys do from each other. Yeah, well, for, for them to go through the process the way that I would go through that process with any client and and then come back now full circle and go, okay, so now we're putting on the marketing hat to to sell this. They have a, a really great perspective of it. It's been very valuable. Yeah, and it's your, your first year trying to figure out and you haven't even been doing these for a full year because your year started doing something different. Yeah. Here's a, an interesting little curveball. So I'm running the ULab course with Theory U and MIT. 
and uh, I'm with another group who, who's also running this and I I did my case it's um, so there's a coaching circle that you come together and and you present a, uh, a case a thing that you are working through looking to get some clarity around and, and some some external support and perspective around and uh, and so I presented all the work that I'm doing right now and, and what I'm challenged with and um, helping create some awareness around this foundational culture work that I'm doing and one of the girls she's from Japan she said you know I really hear what's missing for you is to be a part of something you're like on your own right now doing your own thing you're missing that that necessary connection that ability to co-create and I'm just like looking back and right away the story was I, I removed myself like I was gonna do it on my own because I was with the group but then there was something that about what she said where I, I just I still can't shake it mm. this this notion that to be inside co-creating with a group what would that look like I feel that um, you need to find that partner that is like going doing that business with you and even though we've worked together for so long it's completely different like yes you might do some uh, branding on the side and it's an extra thing that you're doing but it is not your focus focus um so I cannot come back and be with you in this new business because I have no idea. I don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> well, that's a story. Yeah, yep. a story. But that part of like, you love having that sounding board and bouncing ideas. What else can we create? And that's why you've done the just the kitchen table, everything else you create. What is it, the other one? The drinks? Over drinks? Over drinks. Mm -hmm. So it's all these things that you always find people to do it with. Yeah, there's a co there's a co-creation that is definitely a missing. And, and yes, it, it will be awesome to find that that fit for you that you could start, you know, having all those new ideas, somebody, a new perspective, and for them, your perspective. and. I think she she hit something there. It was really interesting because she doesn't know me. We've we've only chatted once before, and really this was a practice in listening, deep listening. So I got to generate and recreate what it is that I'm up to, why it matters, who I'm doing it for, why that's important, like all of that, and they're just listening. That's the whole practice, the whole point of it, to hear what is behind what's being said. There is something to be said about being with a group of people who have, there's a rapt attention to you. Not a waiting to, to my, for my turn, because all you're doing is thinking about when are they done. Mm. But a, just a listening to everything that you're saying and what are you really saying and inquiring and asking about that so powerful and now I can't shake it hmm. and it actually has always been there anyways yeah I feel that you have 
right now hook and ladder who's helping you to figure out something mm-hmm. so you feel a little bit less pressure in that front because yes it's like this is totally new i never tried to market myself in this way never and i have to change how i talk about myself to others so it's it's new it's like okay well but what do you really mean about like personal brand and the visioning work and how even though it was yeah because i think before it was more corporate more like i'm clear where it is that i want to do work and it really is now about leveraging all of these other people to help me more clearly define it so that other people understand it i feel that the moment you start a business by yourself there is all these little those parts what do i do how do i get people how do i get their attention well it's how do i get their attention i'm talking about stuff and i'm sharing stuff it's like yeah but that has the the connection to what it is that you want to make available there's a big gap there it's not obvious and that was one of the biggest things that that i've been getting out of working with hook and ladder is just saying it in such a way that they see it's either yes or no yeah i i need something like this or no i'm not interested like it's just so clear versus talking about all the nuanced subtopics about leadership and uh, motivation and inspiration and all of these feel-good things that really make me feel good and so they must make other people feel good and probably they do but that's not helping me help them make a decision that i should hire this guy to do acts because they still don't know what it is that i'm doing right and it's so intangible that's the other thing it's so intangible yeah because in in my business if they see it they want it totally yeah in yeah. your case is like uh what i don't so can you explain it a little bit more for me and it's just words and it's in your head visioning what could be totally it's all about possibility and possibility is an exciting place to to live and explore in uh, you don't necessarily want to pay for it though you don't you don't know if you should pay for it or what you're paying for. What am I getting? You're getting things yeah. that you can't quite measure yet because you haven't created it yet. Yeah, and there's there's so many people out there that see possibility, but they want to see more reality. Well, that's because that's what we're groomed to, to look for. And here's the other thing. We are possibility killers. Oh, yeah. Inherently, human beings like, yeah, but... And then you kill that idea. That was a really great idea. No, I tried that before. <laughs> and, and then it just dies, right? This is the thing that I'm, I'm constantly up against is to keep it alive, to keep the possibility alive. Not only the possibility for other people, but my own possibility for the future. What I'd like to see happen for the future. Isabella, our daughter, asked today, how long are you going to be working? I'm like, when am I going to finish this painting? Because I was painting. She's like, no, how long are you going to be working? I'm like, what, today? No, 
Like, until when? I, until like two more years, <laughs> 10 years, when you're old? Like, well, I guess until I cannot paint anymore, I will keep working then. But you wouldn't get tired of painting? It's a great question. And then she left. <laughs> but it was like, when am I gonna keep painting? Because for me, like my business started because it was something I liked it. And some people is like, well, you cannot take a hobby as a business. Yeah, totally. And yeah. some people is like, yeah, take your hobby as a business because you're good and you enjoy it. Um, but I feel that if when you find that balance of like painting, like doing what you love to do and having that enough space to recharge, you can keep doing it. This is the secret formula, the one that we are striving for, uh, the balance of it, right? Because I'm, I'm still exploring what it is that excites me and fulfills me and testing to see if it's something that I want to do long-term or not, if it's viable to do or not, if people want it or not, and constantly checking in at each of those points, right? Do I still like it? Is it still valuable? Do people still want it? Like I'm constantly checking in with all of those things. But like you were always a person that liked to kind of like express yourself. And I don't know when you were back in the day reading some stuff for people. Mm. You were never shy. For me, that... It was, a, it was something that I practiced and yeah. was trained in, for sure. Since you were little. Yeah. And then, yes, you, you liked the art part, the drawing. The, you, you've always been creative. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, I feel that at some point somebody said to you that you were not very good at writing or something, and you left it. And you came back and then talking to people kind of like also came back because that time that you went to talk to people first time in a networking event and you oh, got yeah. in and out. Had a panic attack. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> <laughs> um, now there is not, even if you're a little bit nervous, you it doesn't matter. You just go to the person trying to like, not think about like why would you be nervous or like who that person would be it's just like hey i have this question and you just ask your question and then conversation starts like i'm just going back to the growth that we go through when we decide to start it's that, something it's that cycle and you you talked about it earlier it's the thing that fulfills you and 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 has you feeling good about what you're doing, excited to do it again, but you are, we are going through this process of testing it out, yeah. exploring it. Yeah, because I knew in my world, since I remember, I was always drawing, coloring, and creating. And even though I did it for so long, then I went into graphic design, because I never thought I could do art because... Well, many people told you yeah. to also, you know, get real, be realistic, do something that's going to pay you, like be pragmatic, whatever that story was. Yeah. It was always there. Art is always tarp and blah, blah, blah. That's right. So 
going to graphic design when I started school there was no computers well there was computers because back then I guess it, you, you needed to like really understand your lights and shadows and geometry which I never got and I hate until now the isometric drawings. oh I hate that I, I, I enjoyed that actually no 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 I would do whatever I needed to cheat on that <laughs> because life is about to make it enjoyable and easy not yes you're trying to figure it out no way that works if I'm like suffering it just doesn't work for me it needs to be removed of well, my life that's the path that you revealed for yourself is like yes it's not to say that that's not how to figure out what to do next and you're going to come to the solution and it'll be very in the box and i'd rather pay somebody to do that <laughs> than do it myself because it will take me forever and i will get frustrated and i will get unhappy well yeah because what you want to do is paint the box yeah you want to see the nuance of what's on the other side of the box that nobody is paying any attention to in the moment or if ever you have a natural curiosity for the things that that we tend to just not think too much about because we're overly obsessed and focused in getting it right do we have the formula in place oh you don't i don't care, care about, the about the formula but what's so funny and so fascinating is ironically you create your own formula and oh, you have hey, nobody your, can mess with it <laughs> and you have your own strategy that has its own system and structure that is if you were to put them an apple to apple it's just one is green one is red but how you made the apple was just the approach was different it's from the outside in versus the inside out well, yes. it's interesting because when i when i hear you talking about uh your social media for example and you talk about the the conversion on your websites or your or your newsletters and and the traffic and uh, and how how well this performed over this thing and i'm just like observing from this side going she's so strategic but if i were to say that you'd be like i'm not strategic no but you are strategic your strat your strategic lens just happens to be a different one from a different angle but you're still strategizing and you got to the same conclusion but you got to it your own way which is amazing i don't know if it's like for some people business it's so strategic and so number so much numbers and so much graphs and all this and when i'm like receiving comments of how blessed people felt to have a painting of mine in their house or how happy they felt receiving an envelope i sent for a shipping that they pay for and i made the day it's like those are good i know they need to pay people need to pay and so like we can make a real business but even like thinking about okay not having my arm a hundred percent i've been doing sales like they just are starting to 
happen themselves without me doing as much work as mm -hmm. I before I felt like <sighs> no nothing is happening because I'm not doing anything. Now it's like, oh something happened there. What what? Oh I got another sale. Yay! And it's my second year. You're doing all the right things and you're doing it your way and you're listening to those who it can provide some valuable perspective and you you then take the piece of it that that works for you that you resonate with and you apply it yeah yeah when i feel like nothing is working i go back to my big magic and i listen to it and it's like okay here would, we go again would you say that's one of your favorite books yes i would and sometimes i'm like oh, i should be reading some of the other ones that people keep telling me to read and i do some of them like atomic habit it's pretty good it hasn't happened yet what well, hasn't <laughs> the habits that i keep like showing up i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna start it's a big thing for me it's sorry a, it's an habit. ugly word i know you read a lot how many books do you read a week hmm I'm not, I don't go through a book a week. No. no. And if it's a good book, I can probably get through listening to a single book in a couple of weeks. That's if I'm listening to it every day. That's not always the case. And especially with everything that's going on right now, like there's, there's so, so much that's taking my focus. Listening to a book is the last thing that I'm thinking about doing. Yeah. That's what I used to do when I wake up, get ready, put my book, have my 30 minute getting ready. And it just feels like I don't have enough time. I don't know why I cannot wake up before and I want to bed the same time you want to bed. Well, it's like anything. Let's keep trying. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the So I Married an Entrepreneur podcast series on The Just Life. Love the episode? Head over to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd sure appreciate it. I dare you to join us in the studio for Friday session. Let us know. Could be a good option for that date night you keep saying you want to plan. We'll be back again next week, celebrating wins and revealing what goes on behind the curtains. Did you relate to something in this episode? We'd love to know in the comments or... If you prefer, you can send us a private message or email us. Have a great rest of your weekend.